Welcome to the Double Unfiltered Podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anna Faye Butner. We are here to educate, empower, and engage you. Today's episode is going to be about marriage. You may have one idea of what marriage looks like and what it means to be a partner and yet be blissfully unaware of what your soon-to-be spouse feels very differently. So in marriage, most of the time what you find out is that you'll uncover what you each believe and have experienced is different. So it's important to have discussions before you get married on how to analyze your past relationships and how they affect you as who you are today. Um, It's also important to come up with a plan for resolving conflicts. It's important to discuss um, money issues, for example. It's important to speak about sex. It's important to discuss your communication styles. And it's also important to discuss feelings on children. So before my husband and I got married, we had really long discussions. And I think mostly because I was coming into the marriage having already experienced being married. And this would have been his first time. And then here I was going for round two. So I think for women, and I can only speak for myself, when we, you're going for round two, you're a lot more, you're going in with both eyes open. So you don't have your blinders on as you do the first time around. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to discuss all topics that deal with, with marriage. We will talk money. We will, we will talk in-laws. We'll talk children. We'll talk about chores. We'll also discuss work, career, and religious beliefs. So I'll Mary, I'll throw it to you. Mm -hmm to go ahead and um, give us your take on marriage. So I think to start, um, let's just talk about the checklist, right? And so, which I think we all can um, relate to, like prior to marriage, we all had this checklist. I mean, mind you that obviously I got married very young, but I think Mm -hmm. all women or girls have this checklist. Like when I, you know, I want to get married, you know, I mean, my kids now talk about I marry my husband, I want to live in Italy, I want to eat pasta, you know, I want him to have long hair and this and that. So, you know, the checklist, I think it's very, very important um, to actually even discuss that because I know a lot of women, I mean, some of my friends who are probably, I mean, well, not probably, but they are not married yet because they have this checklist Uh and trying to measure and looking that, you know, I need this checked off before I can get into the next, you know, the next phase of my life. So my checklist, Uh if you compare the checklist that I had to what I got married to, um, some things obviously mesh, but other things were like so off because again, I got married so early and, you know, I was like, Oh, my first child would be when I turned 30 And, you know, I'll be working here, I'll be doing this and doing that. And, you know, all of that didn't even like factor in, you know, you're thinking you're living in another part of the world and so on and so forth. So um, I think all girls usually, especially right after college, most of the time you have these things that you're checking off and you're thinking, this is what I want. And then obviously God's plans happens. Um, so I think that's probably for me was one that you see that, you know, obviously you, 
you have a shift. And I think it just mm-hmm. uh, tells you that you have to be willing to um, open to, you know, compromise and open to, um, I, I wouldn't say even sacrifice, but a little bit of, of, of sacrifice as well to get to the next phase. Because, you know, you have to come in and think about the man is coming in blindsided too into the relationship and you coming in blindsided to the relationship you'll know obviously you know you've been dating for a while but marriage is a whole different ball game mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. i always say that you know you get annoyed for the smallest things like get to know that person really really deeply and what you can tolerate and what can't tolerate um for me like i've been married now going into what 20 21 or 22 years I can keep up yeah 21 years now going into marriage right and the thing that still keeps me annoyed even though I've met him this way and for 22 years well I've known him for well I've known him for 23 so it's his socks he takes it off wherever (laughs) and just cannot pick his own (laughs) socks and just take it along and I met him this way and he's still like that and keeps saying it and he'll he'll fix you know for a week too but it goes back it's a habit and it drives me crazy so I always say that can you overlook these things or can't you right Right? how Mm -hmm. how can you deal with these type of things do you see it and pick it up and just keep moving or do you get annoyed all the time? And I'm giving the socks as a small example, obviously, but mm-hmm. there could be other things. Could be the toilet seat. It could be a cup that he leaves around, or it could be you that doing that. Maybe it's your, you know, your wig uh, caps, or you know, now they wear the wigs. It might mm-hmm. be that you take the wig and put it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe that turns him off. So you have to think about all that. Um, but that's to start with. Let's just, you know, get into the conversation. Um, let's hear from Nafi. What do you have to say? Thanks, ladies. It's a so I am a little bit different in a sense that I got married a little bit later. So I am a late bloomer. Okay. Um, (laughs) I I know you guys both told me that you got married in your early 20s. So I was on the other spectrum of things where I didn't get married until in my 30s. But that is purely by choice. And it's because I was, in my mind, I had a goal that I wanted to attain. I wanted to, you know, go to college, go to medical school, and become a doctor. And in my mind, if I got married before I achieved that, I thought that that would be a distraction. Because once you're married, um, you know, there comes family and, and, and children. And sometimes, you know, you kind of not end up where you wanted to go. You know, I'm not saying that having a family, you know, obviously there's good and bad things. There's pros and cons on up about it. And so in my case, I wanted to focus, go to college, go to med school, graduate, do all of that, and then get married. And another thing was that, you know, in our culture, we tend to get married for the sake of getting married. And so people mm-hmm. will get married because that ain't the reason why you get married. So for mm-hmm. me, I, I, I wanted to take my time, find the right guy, right? Because I had a few things. I was that chick who had a list. But my list, to be honest, it wasn't that it was long. My list had very few basic things on it. For example, good communication was one of them, right? 
Another thing was that Mm -hmm. we needed to talk about, you know, finances. Respect Mm -hmm. was a huge thing for me. I wanted to know that my partner, right? And because that's what he is. He's my partner. Mm -hmm. My owner, right? I'm not his owner. So for me, the respect going in was a big deal. And so, you know, making sure whoever I married was not intimidated of my education. That's another mm-hmm. big thing, mm-hmm. you know, you know, trying to find a guy who, um, you know, is okay with the fact that, you know, you possibly make more than them. It's very intimidating, especially in our culture, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. You're and right. so for me, it was just a tall order. So uh, I remembered having a conversation with my mom where she actually said to me, you know that, you know, this was when I was in, in medical school. And she said to me, you know, you know that, uh, you know, once you finish medical school and you graduate and become a doctor, you're going to have a hard time finding a guy in our culture who is okay with you making more than them. Because that mm. as a doctor, you might be making more than, you know, that guy. You know, you're already fighting an uphill battle. My mom told me that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and mm-hmm. because it is true. I mean, and, 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 and in our culture, we see it. It's evident there that if a woman was making more than their husband, that's an issue for the husband. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and so that brings a whole set of other issues into the relationship. So for me, I had very few things on my list. And uh, and that's just, you know, just basic stuff. You know, does he need to be six foot tall? You know, dogs. (laughs) Come on, that's that's just that's just things that we say. Those those are more physical attributes, right? Right, right. To be attracted to your husband, that's you have to have that. But for me, it was more of a personality thing. If a guy can make me laugh, ah, that's me all day. I'm more more that type of a person, you know. Absolutely. Um, and and so and so. For me, it took a little bit longer, you know, to 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 end up getting married. And so I wanted us to talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the pre and post uh, wedding expectations that that we would have. Right. So mm-hmm. what are some of the mm-hmm. things that you ladies, um, you know, kind of going into your marriage had in your mind that this is what I want? This is what I didn't want for me. I wanted a guy who would uh, pretty much, like I said, be my partner, right? Uh, somebody who uh-huh. pretty much will 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 help me out. At the house, we help each other out, right? Where I'm lacking, he helps me out. So for me, that was in, important. Another thing, you know, is that the marriage contract. So in Gambia, I'm not quite sure if the women or the men necessarily have to um, sign a contract, but but in Islam, it, so marriage is a contract, in, Islamically, mm-hmm. right? And I and I believe it's the same thing for 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 our Christian brothers and sisters as well. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. If, if you if you're getting married, uh, I don't know if this is something that most people are aware of, but you can. It's actually a contract between the man and the woman. So at the time that you're getting mm-hmm. married, you can include some of the things that you want in that marriage. So mm. again, this is something that we might not know, but Islamically, so you say, 
you can have different stipulations you know, with your husband. You sit down and talk about it. This is what I expect in a marriage. This is what I'm looking for. And you know what else is also part of that you can put as part of your contract? And you all know where I sit on this is even, even polygamy. You can write that in your contract. Mm-hmm. I am not, I'm not interested in polygamy. That is your right as a person mm-hmm. to say that, right? So, so, mm-hmm. so in the beginning, just so you're clear going into the marriage, what it is that you would like and what it is that he would like. And so, and so if that contract by any, uh, at any time, you know, gets broken or becomes, you know, null and void, then it's up to you what you want to do past that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a little bit into it later on, but, you know, having a contract, it, it is our right you right. have a contract and put stuff that you would like in from the marriage into that contract. And it needs to be, um, it needs to be, uh, how do you call the word again? It needs to be honored. Right. So, but That's you right. ladies, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Anna first. Um, did you have any, you know, what, when you were going into your marriage, what were you thinking before you got married versus after you got there? Cause sometimes it might be very different once you get there. Yeah. So as I shared already, this is my second marriage. So I feel like I approached it a whole lot different the second time around. First time around, I have to be honest. I was 22 years old. I was young, fresh out of college. And my list sounded something like tall, dark, (laughs) handsome, and hung like a horse. Ah, man. Literally. You know, I wanted wanted all the superficial things. And after being married for four years, having a daughter and that marriage not working, going into my second marriage, I had a list, but my list was very different. Now I was looking for someone who was grounded. I was looking for someone who was coming from the same or similar family dynamic as mine, because I had already learned from my first marriage, the importance of the family of the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think at 22, I was, I thought I was marrying him. I didn't realize I was marrying him, his mom, his dad, his brothers, his sisters, especially when you're dealing with West Africans. Now don't kill me. Don't (laughs) at me. Don't come for me. This is my experience. Mm. West African dynamics. The families are very Mm -hmm. close to the point where sometimes it's hard to see where the boundaries are and where the limitations are. Everybody feels like the marriage is theirs. And so I think it's no coincidence that second time around, I decided to marry an East African because I was like, listen, my dad is West African. I don't try that. It didn't Mm -hmm. work. Let me tap into my East African side and see if I fare any differently. And I did. I found a man who his family kind of mirrored what my family looked like. His, um, his thought process was the same as mine. He was gentle. He was kind. And I was coming into a marriage with a child. So it made sense that I married a man who was raised by a stepfather, Mm -hmm. because this is a man who understands what it's like to be raised by a father who's not your biological father. So he had an empathy in him and an understanding and a kindness and patience towards this child that was now his automatically because he's never been married Mm -hmm. before. He's had no children. And I was the one walking into the marriage with, with um, the sign of a divorcee and with a Mm -hmm. daughter. 
So he literally was dating the both of us when he was dating us. I remember him coming to pick me up for dates and he'll bring her flowers and he'll bring me flowers. And when he bought me chocolates, he bought her chocolates. And these were things that to me were important. These were significant signs that were like, okay, I think I'm on the right path because I had dated before. And when you tell a man, I have a daughter and he doesn't even bother to ask what's Mm. her name. He calls you and he never asks, how's your daughter? Mm. He never mentions her. Oh, if you're a single mom, that's right. That's right. Very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you have a better chance to connect mm-hmm. with your husband. For me, that's not a good mm-hmm. sign. Your hu- new husband should be able to accept you and mm-hmm. what you come with. And you come with a daughter, you, a son, three kids, four kids. You have to be man enough to take on the entire mm-hmm. package. You can't say, I want you, but I don't want your children. And I feel like it also works for on both sides. I feel like if mm-hmm. you're a woman and you want to marry a man who has children, ma'am, I'm going to need you That's to understand right. that you're marrying a man and mm-hmm. his children. You can't say, Buganala, why Bugumasadomi? Because say, yo, you, it's going to be full Absolutely. of drama. Or it just won't mm-hmm. work, point blank, period. So I feel like I was fortunate to find a man who really just understood what mm-hmm. it's like to have a blended mm-hmm. family. And it really made our transition easier. And I feel like I also was all the wiser because I'd already mm-hmm. been through a marriage and I was willing to discuss everything. I remember my husband and I, before we got married, we talked about money. What does your money situation look like? I know it's an uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. thing, but it has to be a conversation that's mm-hmm. honest. Like I have student loans and I said, I have this much of student loans. So that's mm-hmm. my debt. What are your assets? What land do you own? What home do you own? So he knows what you're bringing to the table and you know what he's bringing to the table. And I think it's also important to have an idea of what are your goals together mm-hmm. as a couple And also, what kind of a spender are you? Because in a couple, you find one is a big spender and one is a big saver. Or sometimes you're both big spenders and that's a big problem. Or sometimes you're both big savers. And that could also be a challenge because, I mean, you have to spend money. Then, of course, we talked about in-laws because I had what I would call a difficult relationship with my in-laws in my first marriage. And yala mama bukal bopam because suma second say bi yala dafma ilin in laws yo hamne mashallah alhamdulillah. Oh my big problem, pinyom. Tuba pleng. And when I say tuba pleng, I mean they do not interfere in our marriage. They know boundaries. They do not, they're not pests. They don't call us and ask us for things. They don't have crazy demands that come with consequences you know because in my first marriage oh there were demands and when those demands were not met honey there were consequences (laughs) and it was not pretty so I was lucky enough that this second time around I really was blessed with with great in-laws I am blessed with great in-laws and of course we discussed children like how many children do you want to have because sometimes the your partner might want a lot of kids and you're like nah I'm coming with one I might give you one or two more but that's it I'm not ready to pop six right. kids. So I think these are discussions that need to be had. And of course, you know, 
the discussion of roles. Um, those of us that are educated in the West and have lived in the West, we know that the roles of husband and wife and the chores are not as distinct as it is in Gambia, right? Where the woman is in charge of all domestic chores and the husband is in charge of bringing in the finances. And sometimes you find the woman is bringing in finances and still is right. responsible for of all course. the domestic chores yeah. back home which is very unfair. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're in the West, I feel like it's more acceptable for the men to cook, for the men to do laundry, for the men mm -hmm. to clean, and, and for the men to take care of the children just as much as the women do. So having had a husband, ha having a husband who also was, was brought up in Germany and France, he was exposed. So he understood that, you know, roles are interchangeable. Like, Today, I could be taking care of the kids and tomorrow he mm -hmm. could be cooking. And we were both okay with that. And I felt like having those conversations before we got married really made our marriage so much easier. Um, so, Mary, I'll let you go ahead and share some of your experience. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, you know, like you said, when it comes to in-laws, um, I've been very, very blessed with my in-laws as well. Even though I got married very young, um, you know, with the checklist that, you know, uh, well, clearly some of them really got checked off. I feel like I've been very fortunate because I, I grew up with the man um, of my dreams because, you know, I was 18, he was 21. So we are very fortunate that we actually wanted the same things because if we wanted different things, it wouldn't have worked. So, you know, mm -hmm. so we grew up together, you know, I was in college, he had just graduated, but, um, you know, I ended up, um, I think I was in my, um, I met him when I was in my junior year or, so, uh, or uh, yeah, junior year and uh, got married uh, my senior year, my last semester, and then, you know, graduated. But it's just, um, you know, we ended up wanting the same things. He pushed me to do more things, you know, going back to your masters, doing this. We discussed children. Um, you know, I'm, when I got married, I remember my friends and, um, you know, family would be like, you got married so young. Now you will be having kids and not going back to school and doing this. And it was the opposite for me because he was a man that, you know, again, we, we just, we grew up together. So, um, it's like, oh, you want to go to school? Okay. Yeah, me too. I want to do this. So I helped him pursue his dream and he helped me pursue mine. And we kind of pushed each other, you know, to the limit, even though on some days that you want, don't want to do anything. And so I think when you have a man that actually complements that, it, it becomes it becomes very easy. And for me, with the in-laws were very easy. You know, my mother-in-law is like another mother for me. She's just superb. My sister-in-laws are the same way. They don't interfere. They don't interrupt or interject. And, you know, decisions I do at home, they're not heavily involved. But then also, too, it's because of my husband and the way he is. You know, he's very family-focused, family-oriented. And for him, it's like, you know, my mom, my sisters, I love them. This is their place. And then you, my kids, I love you guys. This is your place. Like mm -hmm. we all have, you know, like um, where you kind of stand. We all one big family. So I don't ever have to worry like, you know, things are happening and my mother-in-law is going to come in a fair or she's going to be like, it's just very different. And in, in fact, when she comes here, I'm very fortunate. She cooks and cleans and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I've seen where other, uh, you know, friends of mine's where their in-laws come in and visit and they have to weigh hand, but to them. 
and um just blessed for that like you know i can just be like treated as a queen i'm in you know when i'm home because my mother-in-law is visiting or my sister-in-law is visiting and so you know i think it's just a matter of setting those standards and setting those um uh, expectations ahead of time like you said about the contract i did i mean i don't know if i have a contract per se of that i didn't know they even existed until nafi mentioned it now but mm-hmm. i know it was most of the things that we discussed as what we wanted like how many kids we wanted when do we want to start having children because i always like i need to finish my school and then you know i i don't mind you know having another child while going through my master's degree but i my bachelor's i want to make sure i'm done i don't want to have babies anytime soon i you know want to wait a little bit later um so all those things were kind of discussed like we wanted to buy a home you know before we got an you know before we got a child we didn't want to bring a child in an, in an apartment so we're like we want to purchase a home and we bought a home you know, at the age of 23, I was 23 and he was 25 when we purchased our first home. I think actually, no, 22, I was 22. And, um, you know, so some check marks and checklists that we wanted to do together instead of single um, handed, um, mm-hmm. we did that together. And then things that he wanted to after the fact, after we had our first son, you know, like quitting his job and then starting his own business and then, you know, um, you know, working together towards that. I think those are the things that, you know, as as a couple, this that's why communication is so, so, so important. Um, and then expectations too, just very clear um, that you communicate that in terms of like polygamy, for example, like he knows how I stand, where I stand about it. Like, I don't want it. I don't, I don't believe in it. Um, it's just one of those things that if he happens, I always tell him, if you happen to know that this is what you want, just let me go because I'm just not going to sit in it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with it. And um, I think those clay expectations just need to be said. And then, you know, most people always ask me, like, you've been married for so long. Like, what's the secret? And um, actually, I did an interview not long ago for the sister show. They approached and I did something written. Um, I think they have a blog. And, um, you know, most of the things that I shared, it doesn't even resonate, but it's more of, you know, don't sweat the little things. Like, you know, I mentioned the socks earlier. Um, I always say communicate, communicate, communicate. It has everything like expectations are clear, especially, you know, on the onset. Like I remember, you know, most of my friends were like, I'll cook, I clean, I'll fry eggs, I'll make breakfast. For me, it was like, I'll do it. But sometimes like, can you make breakfast? So that you know that automatically it's just not going to be one way. Um, You know, we're talking about Mm -hmm. chores at home. Um, You know, I cook for the majority because I like to cook. But sometimes when I don't feel like it, I'm just like, I don't I don't want to cook this weekend. So you're going to have to cook, Um, you know, in terms of chores and stuff like I don't touch bathrooms. That's just I cannot stand it. So he does bathrooms like it's automatic, you know, so it's just like I don't if the bathrooms are clean, it's him. If it's not clean, it's him. Let's just put it that way. Now. Now, you know. Awa, you know, you know, if Mali goes to Gambia these days, you know, brothers are going to be clowning him for cleaning the bathroom. I'm just saying. Oh, he clean- <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I mean, just think about it. Like, I think it will clown him more for cooking. But I grew up with my dad cooking. My dad was the cook. My dad was a great cook. You know, he always cooked. I mean, mm-hmm. my mom will make her specialties, but my dad was the cook in the family. And my dad took care of us. Like, my dad knew how to deal with our hair. Like, I remember these things, you know, bathing us and putting, like, as a child, I remember my dad doing so much 
um, for us as kids because he was very hands-on. And my husband, funny enough, is the same way. I remember bought, you know, when you have babies and uh-huh. is stuffy. Uh-huh. My dad, my husband, like, I wouldn't do that. And I'm their mother. I couldn't do it. Like, I could not come to terms with uh-huh. it. My husband would do that. Like, my husband, when I travel, shampoo and and duco and folds or, you know, put whatever braids that he can do because he's very hands-on. It's like, because it, there's no specific, like, this is a man's role and a woman's role. I mean, like I said, obviously, I like mm-hmm. to cook because, and I'm just, it's automatic for me. But then other times, like, I wake up, breakfast is done, or, you know, he's making special dinner, or he's the pizza guy. Like, he loves to make pizza and pasta. So he's like, oh, I'm making pizza. I'll just know I don't have to go into the kitchen. Like, washing clothes. If I wash because I hate folding, he'll fold. Like, you know, so we have, like, things that we just automatically do without even thinking well that's what your that was your responsibility like you know like i mentioned about the cleaning the bathrooms and such mm-hmm. he just knows automatically if i'm showering i just need to clean it it's just not okay i'm not waiting for our mary to do it because she won't <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> one of those things so i think clear <laughs> expectations is always very very important and while you're dating even like um talk about those things because the the, mm-hmm. the I th- I think most things that really happen sometimes is like you're trying to impress the guy while you're dating so much so that when you get married, you're so exhausted because you can't impress anymore and you want to continue that. <laughs> I'm you know, not like that. Our, yep. You know, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're, mm-hmm. what you're saying, it makes a, a huge, it, it's, the thing is when, before we get married, we do all of these things mm-hmm. pre-wedding, huh? pre-wedding, younger mm-hmm. the- Kinds of stuff. And so that's the expectation of the man. So let's mm-hmm. say, you now have to continue doing all of that. Exactly. So what I say exactly. is, my philosophy is, huh? thank you. That's my you know, thing. You know? I completely <laughs> agree. Completely agree. And that's it. You know, you're trying to impress the Ngatogandewo, you know, deaf, deaf, arir, and, and I'm like, can you really continue doing that all the time? You know, and then if you want to spice it up and get new bras and, and, and lingerie, but then you get married, I want to sleep with a t-shirt. I mean, hey, I'm all for that too. But, you know, then it's like, okay, what are you trying to do? At least give it for, you know, give it some time before you do that. So I always say start what you can finish. You know, if not, then don't start it, absolutely. you know, absolutely. And, um, you know, in terms of anything else that I wanted to add, it's just a lot of spicing up, spice it or spice it up. If we're talking about monogamy and sticking, sticking with, um, you know, uh, with one person, mm-hmm. then you really have to think about, you know, playing roles, whatever you can do to, to keep the bedroom spicy and you know sexy and all of that you got to keep it and, and it has to be both men and women i just wanted to be clear right. both men and women like you can't yeah. expect me to be all dressed sexy looking good and then your belly is hanging all the way to your stomach like feet it's just not gonna work Funny. i mean i don't mean it to no. say it like that mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> Funny, but just... that is true there is always a double standard where when you're a woman you're expected to keep it nice and snatched and tight all right. through your marriage when right. you're a man this is not even just um exclusive to just gambia this is just men in general in the world right in different countries different cultures 
the woman is expected to keep herself the way that she is. And in, in most cases, you know, I mean, it, you can, right? Another thing mm-hmm. we have to say on the women's side is, you know, when you're dating in the dating phase, you are looking nice, you are, you know, you're, you're keeping yourself together. And then after you get married, all of a sudden, it's, it's as if our main goal is just to get the guy. Right. And once we get the guy, then we're like, okay, now I got him. So whatever. And then you start looking worse than the house help. Girl, you, that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes <laughs> you, somebody gets married and, and, and then a year or two later, this person does not take care of themselves. This person, uh, you know, and then I'm not condoning it, but then we're wondering why the, the, the guy is looking at the maid because you look like you're now the maid. You know, we need so, to keep ourselves together. So you get married, you were the Jeg Bussell, no, Cheb Bussell, and you got married and you become Uncle Ben's. Like, ah! is that what you're saying? No! Well, Bissell, I mean, if you're going to be Uncle Ben's, huh? Boy, right. Uncle Ben's, you know? Nickel Uncle Ben's, you know? But sometimes, we wow. get married, you know, you might be, you know, skinny or whatever before you have kids. After right. wedding and marriage, you know, a couple of kids later, the weight is not what it used to be, right? Right. Uh-huh. That is okay. Uh-huh. There is nothing wrong with you Absolutely. gaining some weight. What is not okay is letting yourself go where you don't take care of yourself. Absolutely. I mean, come right. on. Right. And that's what I'm referring to the Uncle Ben's because the, it's tasteless because you know how the oh. skinny broken rice is so tasty, you know, and then the yes. Uncle Ben's, I mean, I don't <laughs> eat it. You know what I mean? Like it's just tasteless. So it's like, how do you keep mm-hmm. it, you know, spicy and sexy and all that? I agree. Anna, take it on. Bec- I mean, not Anna. Um, Dr. Nafri, take it on because I'm sure you have a lot to share. Girl, you talked, to, you, ta- you touched up on a lot of really important um, points, uh, our Mary, because one of them was the role, um, you know, that you have at the house. And, and the thing for me is it was important that my partner understood that we are partners, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so and nine out of 10 times when us Gambians or Africans are in the Western world. When we marry our partners here, right? We mm-hmm. help each other. Mm-hmm. At the house, you know, mm-hmm. we we accept that mm-hmm. wholeheartedly here. Mm-hmm. Then right. one as soon as we move back to Gambia, all of a sudden we act like Holding on to our children or taking care of the children is beneath us if we're the man. All mm. of us have this shift of cultural roles. You were, not, you were okay doing it when you lived in America mm-hmm. or lived mm-hmm. in Europe or wherever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Legiyangi Gambia, as if in Gambia, it is not okay. Right. As if it's not okay. Right. You know, I know I have family that are men in Gambia. And when you talk to them, they say things like, Yo, man, dinaneka di rahas ni man my jigen. Ah, man, di lolo. 
If we are going to pride ourselves as a religious com like community or a religious uh, country, then we need to get down to really what religion says about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So mm -hmm. sometimes people are saying things like, oh, man, do my definitely, come ninko waherek awa, ne, your husband, right. he, he cleans, um, he cleans uh, the, the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yo, Gambia, halata lolu, men would say things like, hanaki da fadof, man mako rahasa bathroom. This is the thing, that's the problem. In my mind, if you love somebody, you do not want to see that person stressing, that person right. going through difficulty. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you can do anything to help them, you would help them. That's whether you're a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so for the Gambia, all of a sudden you have you have this mentality. Man my gurbi, man dumarahas, man dumala dimbalenga japa halei, man dumadevdara. For God's sakes, ah, the, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to sweep. He used to carry his kids. Mm-hmm. He used to do all kinds of household chores to help his wife. And right. then he asked today, we have the audacity of saying, Come on mm -hmm. now, we are honest. That's why we have this, this podcast. We have to talk about things that you get around the idea, but we don't talk about the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. If we are going to say, you know, then let's do, let's play by the rules and not right. just, choose banagen chiman just like i said before in my opinion i feel that we have islam of in, of convenience in gambia right where we are cherry picking what works for me what doesn't work for me right mm -hmm. and so yeah. a husband and a wife they're both supposed to be helping become the best of each other right i love when i see a husband Rooting his wife, you know, I want you, babe, to be the best you can. Mm. Instead of there is no room for gangante. So say you need to stop competing. That's the mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. We are competing culturally in Gambia. We have to compete each other because why? It is ingrained in our minds. Nah, the guy has to make more. So mm. whenever as as the woman is thriving, he feels threatened. But we shouldn't, you know. It's it's right. all coming to the same household. Mm -hmm. Man, when my husband does well, I get so Not excited about my husband when he hears people talking about, you know, Dr. Cisse and this and this and that. Because the funny, that's my wife. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel threatened that they're talking about my wife and they're not talking about me. Mm -hmm. So that's a mindset when you are first of mm -hmm. all. Right. So, do, us, us, if you're married, there is no gangante. There mm -hmm. is no competition. You know, it, we are one team. We are a, we are a unit. Mm -hmm. It's important mm -hmm. that you know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing is that, that I want to highlight on is that some of the issues is when you're married, right? One year, the woman is pregnant, right? And she has a baby. We mm -hmm. need to learn to have time for each other. Enjoy mm -hmm. each other because once, honestly, once the children come, it brings a whole different dynamic to the relationship. It right. adds to the relationship. Right. In a position where you all are, you know, you're grounded. You know, before you even get to know each other very well as a newly married couple, you know, mm -hmm. 
you have a baby. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. you know, some cases it happens, you know, sometimes, you know, that's what happens. If, if a child is supposed to come, a child is supposed to come, right? But, but in most cases, we, it, in our culture, we actually want to have a child right after we have a baby. And what I'm saying, mm-hmm. we need to perhaps give some time to our relationship. Enjoy your marriage life with your husband first, you know, have, build, build a foundation together. Right. And by the time that you have children, you know, you guys are on solid grounds. And so the added stress of children, it will be very strenuous to your relationship, but at least you have a, a foundation, right? Why, 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 Doctor Nafi, for why for pressure be you give? Because Domuna was low, Tewa Hulu pressure be you give, see in law, see a pressure you did you give, see Yen I send only ID, Yen I drink and a couple of people, I'm a baby right away. Why pressure be your arm? They start this thing we call womb watching. Then I say one month, two months, Nipang is a womb. Ah, why Darapu good day? Ah, why Gisabun Dara day? So there's also that pressure that I think you need to, you definitely need yeah, to you're address. You're so right about that, which again, you're right. That brings me to family and, and the, the extended family dynamics. Most people, I mean, we all grew up in Gambia, so we know how the dynamic is. There's mothers-in-law, there's fathers-in-law, sisters-in-law, you know? So there is this thing where we all think that we have a say in our brother's or our sister's marriage. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a yes. boundary. Everybody has a boundary. So neke yaibi, you have a boundary. So neke sister be, you have a boundary. But this day and age, you know, we gotta talk about it. And you People, people's relationship. Mm-hmm. You are all up in that marriage. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I am I am perturbed, right? I am just flabbergasted how in Gambia we use polygamy as a form of punishment to the mm. woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't like her very well. What do you do? You push your your hus- your, your your son to go and marry a second wife. You know darn well. Mm-hmm. So why is it that we have to talk about it? Why is it that it is the women who are busy wanting other women to suffer? Because hurt, right. Right. hurt people. Exactly. exactly. That's the thing. We need to really visit that. We need to visit that. You so naked again, ah? You bugulo kenan utala uja. Why you born naked? Yaibi. Walanga neka sister bi, ah? Yangu wasa brother bi ne, walasa duambugor bi ne. Utal benen jabar. You, you, you. Come on now. Right. That's the thing. So we're using these as forms of punishment. You know, you, you. Susajikir kontano tio. For example, the husband is saying, you know, we're arguing, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not listening to me. I'll show you who's boss. And then you go marry somebody else as a form of punishment because your wife is not listening. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. The reason you have to marry a wife. Right. Right. 
So you man, growing up, I see people doing all all of this, and you know why? It's not because ne oh I feel ne the conditions are right to marry a second, third, or fourth wife. It's because it's used as a punitive measure, right? Huh? so Gambia, so sorry, but, I, Anna, but, go ahead. No, I'm, I was just quickly gonna say that we also have to address the men because. At the end of the day, right. my mother was married to my father. My mother is from Tanzania. She's an outsider. So mm-hmm. So every time but the whole time my parents were married my dad never married a second wife on top of my mom You're right. so yeah. i'm saying that to say can for say yo why so made so you know then wara watan wahi gori tajal ma togu yitamit gori yo xamne da ngina tok sen digi jigeni ndax sen sistatila ndax sen haditila ndax sen best friend because gambian go then am this habit of having lots of female friends and all the female friends right. are privy to the privacy right. of your marriage to the ongoing of what is supposed to be a sacred relationship man suma jabar li man suma jabar lele so we hen you know wow man suma best friend jigen la ki moy suma jigen sa jigen is right. your wife bailen di uti best friend si mbeda bi bailen di uti hadith sen sister si sa sa best friend moy sa jabar togal nga wa sa jabar tegal sa jabar ngen watan ngen neka harit way ngen neka fi si mbeda bi rek am 59000 jigen wow ki suma jigen la si suma jigen la be pare most of those jigen ñu ci sen marriage ci ñom sen marriage ci neexut wala ñom sen bopa amuñ jëkkar so ñu la jo advice gu bon so deme sopeku ci sa ko jabar du understand ki moy kan gor da fa nek gor gori gambiani is time ngeen bayyi di jox sen nopay jigen yi nek ci mbeda bi insaru ngeen jox sen nopay sen jabari you you definitely hit it right yeah you hit it baby girl you you took it home and that's the mm-hmm. thing like we need to start talking to each other about these types of things they gala suñu waxe fi fok ñu waxale there are with the women side wow. but we need to talk to our men folk as well because in order to take you know in order to fix this it's going to take both sides and it's going to take mentality changes right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so for example right Absolutely. it's the thing so for example gambia you know you have a you have a husband who's married to a woman right and this this woman is busy dinyefe every day going out buying stuff taking care of you know like bringing to the household right and the mm-hmm. next thing and the next thing you hear the man has married a second wife right let's be, let's be honest about what what you know we're going to have a different um show about polygamy totally on its own but let's be honest about what islam says about financially taking care of your wife if mm-hmm. you marry a woman you have you have the responsibility of clothing her feeding her everything she needs you have to do it absolutely if the woman has a job her money is 100% her money you know how i say it my mm. money is my money his money is our money baby did <laughs> <In a good> way <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make that up it's like right. i didn't din bi moko wa i didn't right. you know 
But the thing is, mm-hmm. I am a type of person who I believe in working as a team. So I Absolutely. also is jokingly, obviously my money and my husband's money, we use it together to, to, right. to our family stuff. But if we're going to be honest, the man has the responsibility of fully and financially taking care of the women. And we mm-hmm. do have men who have wives that they are not taking care of any of them. Let me say something and let we should make something clear. Mm-hmm. Having multiple wives, polygamy is not mm-hmm. a right. It's a privilege. Right. And and lolo nak we need to understand it. Ne kudne bone ke gorek danga wara am jabar nyar nyeta wala nyenen. Islam wahut lolo. There are there are speculations as to why or when you should do that. You know, do wah ne gisna janghabu am wang burek haram adam takakita me. Gana usubanga gisat kenen. Those are not the stipulations and the requirements why you know polygamy came into place. But what mm-hmm. is important, what are the words that they, they educate to you? Absolutely. Understanding exactly what does this polygamy rule mean? Mm-hmm. So, for example, that's the only thing they tell you why. So, ask the same girl. Why you? You know what I don't I have no idea. So we have to educate ourselves. Okay? It's surah number four, Al Nisa girl. It's called the women. And in there it tells you exactly what what, what was prescribed. Why sun hamut? Bohamut Hamadiraila? I just said that that's an old one, huh? man i got i i have to say when i was in gambia i did learn something some stuff about the dean but i learned the most about the dean when i came to america because the the, the way that i learned the dean in america it was not filtered by culture mm. they tell you the way it is i grew up in gambia not knowing me as a young girl, you can go to Juma on Fridays. I didn't know that. It wasn't allowed. Right? Uh-huh. It was until I moved to the U.S. that I found out that all my friends who were Pakistani and Indians and stuff, Bangladeshi, all of my girlfriends were going to the masjid on, on Fridays. And I'm like, mm. wait a minute. I said, you can go? And they're like, yeah, you didn't know that? And I didn't. Because in Gambia, you're born in Gambia on Friday. Right. It was, it's not something that is done. So, you know, for, it's up to us also to learn about our dean. That way you know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you do get in something, you know it. And men, so let quote something, you know, you have to do your due diligence enough about it. Why
ก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็ตัวเองก็
wonyen tale kabrim kabrim ya prophet rasulullah wato ikaje le akila ka ala musulma akala musoma koyle ning 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 muto lombang fobooli ko lombang fobun kono fema koyro akawokele because ala kano woto wolbala anin kala fidoron ke makoy nse makoy no nyaadile barin tol na gambia ni ko kewe dina no mutanye dina no se kumbo faye sino faye kewata makoy kewata mutala musobe tabirola alinga anka bala fa nyantanga bala fale soto nyoye kanyo makoy fanan you know ni musobe nyima fando mutala ngajam ma fango mutaye ninkila fango sallallahu alaihi wasallam abe makoy roke la bala musol makoy between that and the Bangkokan, Nienin in Karaoke, Waleafo Kaway, Nimakoi, Wayafoeco, Intelebitani Musuoko Kele, Intelebinin in Kelete, Womusu Fangolet in Temanyan Okela, Nyanta Wonyo Mirar Sifa, Nyanta Kawole Bula Nyanta Kawole Bula, and your Makoi, Ninga Yokano, Alinga Yo Makoi, Niamokano, Ibukala Fila Kanu Musoja Labi Batari Faisa Makoi Bunda Dol Mutae, Yamaja Gambian Kawalbe America Jam, Mkanyoma Koi Yame. Ibaje la ni muso ya jamuta kewe jamuta ni muso be, be fitarola kewe be tabirola bari ni mfutata gambia banko kandorong fengo be falenta kewe safoko ntete dindingo mutala ntete nyinkeleye ntete nyinkeleye wote kedo kuti yumale ka wote kedo kuti kela bunko na mwomol makwe won safoko manke kedo kuti yetara siri so aling alinka wakilinka nyoma kwe nila muso be batari abe nyindokela ifaneye jamuta na ejanda mama ma fangota ifane ejana ma fangomuta so bin nakachabe mu woleti doron kan hakilo tuje bantala molbe fengol fola nyembadi ngolbe dunna ibe 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 dandarla dol dilela mu yalonko amambetea so iteke wakana foko mbadi ngolle yem force nga musonyine ah wodi atetele because ibute force la efenke salono ya foko malla fakela because mansembo soto ko di tembulo be musufula soto la munna because ni musufula soto inyantale yetopoto ila da nyini ndango da somo lon kontongolo ila feto foto fengo be nyanta boletele bul dino e wolof bari sai musolbe marsewol to be do kuola musolbe tabirola e ba wafila musolbe nyefelam be do kam purdoron ye 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 bayo sanno e fayi purdoron ye domorol ni fengol sanno e dingoli ah ndui ke ma musufula musu sababe bul bari dino mo fanon fo so nyantale nga nyo karandi kuol nyanta ka ke nyameng futuo kono you know nga nga nyo fenkendi amanya mol mantara competition ote Nila musobe doku dai doku domorin doku adoku lai kodin din soto womanyan na kela fenti mu yalonko ba kela competition oti kodo be bulente da paso dilel kodo be bulente nyin dilela ate ala kodo ha dino ko ala kodo mala kodo leti muso ala kodo wonyanta kela tela kodo leti kewoy tele nyanta da nyinina sonda fola muso ko bayri ye bitikin dingo soto jangi be kodo soto kan de paso itele nyanta wojo ila dende kadum fengo itele nyanta wojo lai fayi you know so abetiata lembenga karandino to domanding ngalong bukoye molbula munekela so kujamal bijemba kekan adole yembula kela amanke dino tide barimba kanko dino lon dino lon adole molbula kusifa dol kela so nyantale nga katabitun sakatu ma futu bundato nyantale nga katabake muyalon kon kanyoma koy kewoni musol ngantulobo banta modolbe mumfola you know woleka 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 bungo diandi woleka samba so um ko drombe wala fala manni ka kamoto do hopefully I, i i did it justice um because we talked about you okay yeah ala tana sa wai ba na ben tay def nga wal you know i wanted to get into um i wanted to get into the love languages because i think it's Absolutely. very important mm-hmm. in a marriage 
for couples to understand your love language, but also to understand your partner's mm-hmm. love language. Because I feel like sometimes most people don't know their love languages, which can leave both feeling continually disregarded, unappreciated. And, and sometimes they even mm-hmm. feel unloved despite how hard you're mm-hmm. trying to connect. So if you don't know your partner's love language, you might be thinking that you're giving them love, but the love you're giving is not being received because it's not mm-hmm. being given the right way. So of course we want to just quickly, um, talk about the five love languages. The first one is words mm-hmm. of affirmation. The second one is quality time. The third one is acts of service. The fourth one is receiving gifts. And the fifth one is physical touch. So I think it's important for couples. If you don't know your love language, find mm-hmm. it online, do the quiz and find out what mm-hmm. is your love language. What is your partner's mm-hmm. love language and how do you feed each other and pour Absolutely. love into each other using, yes, using the love languages. I know, for example, my husband is mm-hmm. all about physical touch. He's a very mm-hmm. affectionate mm-hmm. guy. So he's always kissing me, hugging me, loving me. And I know he likes to receive mm-hmm. that in return because that's how he mm-hmm. receives love. And my love language is acts of service. And so for me, I'm happy when I come home and my husband mm-hmm. is cooking. I'm like, ooh, like mm-hmm. he's going to get it tonight. I'm happy <laughs> when I come home and my husband is at the dining table doing homework with the kids, like, or he's doing the laundry or he's taking out the trash or, you know, he took my car for a car wash and mm-hmm. put gas in it. So I wake up in the morning to go to work and I'm, my car is clean and it's gassed up. I just, I feel so loved. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, he loves me. So I think it's important for couples to really tap into that because when you know, like even your close friends and family, I think it's important. I know my mom's love language. My mom's love language is mm-hmm. gift giving because that's how she raised us. She would always spoil us with gifts. And when you give her gifts is when she feels the most loved and thought of. So then you have my dad's love language. His is acts of mm-hmm. service. My dad is all about doing things mm-hmm. for him. Like Sunyip Seifeka, you know, Julie, or you, you've already filled up all the tasalas with water, like that for him is how you show him love. So, oh, Mary, what, what do you think your love language is and your husband's and do you um, know actually, each other? Yes. So, um, like you said, very close, actually very similar with yours. Um, it's the touchy um, for him. It's just, you know, loving, touching mm-hmm. constantly. He's that kind of a, um, I always feel I'm like, you're so touchy in Philly. Uh, and I'm like, constantly, <laughs> you know. Um, and um, mm-hmm. for me, it's like the small acts of kindness, you know, things that I would see around the house. Like, oh, my God, you just cleaned the room. Oh, my God. Like, you know, especially when the kids were younger, you take care of the kids or or if he buys me surprise gifts, like, you know, um, like out of the blue, like, you know, something that we didn't, you know, it's not my birthday, it's not anniversary, but he just went out and got me something. Oh my God, he's going to get it. Like, that's it. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's mine. (laughs) Uh, Well, for me, I think it's very similar uh, as far as the physical uh, part goes. My husband is is, is more of a touchy, touchy feeling type. It might be a guy thing, guys, because it's seems like all I'm like that yeah physical type of you know very affectionate type of person right for me I think my love language is just is quality time I love 
love to just spend time like with my husband. Honestly, sometimes on weekends, we would sit at home together, watch movies, cuddle on the couch all week weekend long. So just hang him all week. We can go hiking. Just spending time with him is is that's it. That does it for me. Mm. It does. Great. Well, I'm glad um, we all know what our love languages are and what our partner's love languages are. And I think it definitely plays a huge role in having a healthy marriage. So um, I just wanted to wrap up. But before I do, I just wanted to go around again and ask our Mary and Dr. Nafi to share what are your takeaways and what would you like to um, share with the audience before we leave our listeners? Take it away, Ella. No, I think I, sh- I think you should, um, you know, because I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to do it in a different language. So oh, just go God. ahead and take that. <laughs> what are you going to do it in? Pula or Sarahula? Just go ahead. I'll surprise, I'm going to surprise you. Just just go ahead and do yours, your takeaways. It's okay. Um, I would say that my takeaway on the marriage topic is just that before you get married, Make sure that there's clear communications between you and your partner as to what are the expectations. Because sometimes the pre and post um, wedding expectations are very different. And that sometimes is what, what brings the disagreements and, 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 and the issues in the relationship. So having mm-hmm. a strong communication skills and make sure everybody is heard. Each voice is heard, right? So... Mm-hmm. You don't want a woman who does not feel heard, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want a woman who says, oh, because I don't pay the bill. So what, what I say doesn't matter. You don't mm-hmm. want. And so sometimes we tend to have that tendency culturally, mm-hmm. you know, and everything feels you know, right. but sometimes we need to listen to our partners, discuss things with our partners, talk to our partners about things. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's a big take takeaway point for me and also you know just the involvement with with families you know mm-hmm. friends and families make sure you keep it at a, at a, at a, at a minimum you know let everybody mm-hmm. know what their boundaries are yes somebody's mm-hmm. mom, somebody's your sister somebody's your wife everybody needs to have a boundary and mm-hmm. so you want to make sure and associate clear boundaries then everybody is in check mm-hmm. but if you don't make those bound clear boundaries then people are bound to come in and, and run your, your marriage and run mm-hmm. your relationship. And that's whether you are a girl or a boy. If you don't set clear boundaries, you will have outside influence coming in and running your relationships. And it mm-hmm. is not going to be good for you. Right. So I, I think takeaway points that, that I have uh, pretty much. Um, and that's it. I think, I think overall, you know, that's, that's just, you know, that's, that's what I have. I agree. I mean, really, my takeaways were some of the things that you mentioned, both you and Anna, really, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, just setting the the boundaries, setting the expectations when you're getting into a relationship while you're dating. I mean, just be clear, like, I've, even though I was very young, you know, when I got married, but during my dating life, let's just put my dating life, I was very young, but I was always clear with what I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I never got into relationships to say that, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, it's just a relationship. I always say, what do you want? Like, you know, what are you, what are your, you know, intentions with me? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember always saying that at the age of 17. And now, now that I think about it, I'm like, what the heck was I thinking saying that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I just wanted to know, like, 
you know, if there's a possibility, are we going to date for like 10 years? And then, you know, so it's always like, you know, ask, you know, have those clear conversations. But I think now um, relationships are very different where people are like, oh, I don't want to bring this up. I have friends who are like, oh, we don't talk about these things because it's going to scare the guy off. Then that's not the guy for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm just like, mm-hmm. if he's going to scare it off, that's it. It's just not I mean, he's not the guy. So why even bother? Um, bring it up and see if he can tolerate. If he can't, then you just know that, you know what, this is his next, you know, and then that's it. And, um, you know, with with my takeaways, really, again, just, um, you know, expectations and mm-hmm. and and um, clear boundaries and such, but really communicate. And like I always say, just don't sweat the st- small stuff and be willing to sacrifice a whole lot um, because marriage is just one of those things. It's just not one way. Um, it's a lot of love, but it's a lot of um, things too that goes on in marriage. It's just not an easy ride all the way, all the time. But mm-hmm. just know that if the good outweighs the bad, then you mm-hmm. in it, you know. And if the partner, like for me, um, you know, because my husband, like we can laugh about like almost about everything. That's how you know you can really last a long time. It's because mm-hmm. we laugh at each other's jokes and the craziest things, you know. We can look at each other and literally know and we can be from different side of the room and we'll be laughing at that because he knows what I'm looking at. Like we can, you know, it's, it's to a point where we can finish each other sentences. We can think what the other person is thinking because we've been together for so long. So yeah, that's it for me. Thank you, ladies. This has been another fun episode and I just wanted to end it by saying that um, for couples that are married or for um, couples that are getting ready to marry, um, you have to always remember that your happiness is your mm-hmm. responsibility. Do not get into a relationship or a marriage expecting the other spouse mm-hmm. to make you happy. Your happiness is your mm-hmm. responsibility. Also that the grass is greener where you water it. So don't think I'm going to leave this and go into another relationship and that's Mm going to be better for me. No, the grass is greener where you water, which, which means Mm -hmm. putting in the work. And, um, I also wanted to just share that crisis in marriage doesn't mean the, the relationship Mm -hmm. is over. Crises are like storms. That's what my dad Mm -hmm. always used to say. They're loud, Mm -hmm. they're scary, Mm -hmm. and they're dangerous. But to get through a storm, you have to Mm -hmm. keep driving. So don't give up so easily. I'm eight years in with my husband. We have two beautiful children. And we have a healthy, happy marriage. And I just wanted to say to all the people out there that are in marriages, Mm -hmm. keep working at it. Mm -hmm. Find your happy place find your voice and make sure that you're respected and, and you're respecting your spouse as well. So thank thank you you. everyone for listening. Ladies, 